Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. As moms, we are often juggling a million and one things. With our kids going in a million different directions and taking care of everyone else can mean that we often forget about ourselves. It's time to reclaim a little me time with some well-deserved self-care. And for us, that doesn't have to mean a lot. It can be picking a favorite product and taking a little extra time to do our daily routine. Dime Beauty offers clean, high-end skincare that is affordable and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean either. They are 100% transparent about every single ingredient, so you can use their products daily with confidence. You know we don't have the energy to remember the order of a 10-step routine, so we love that the work system keeps things simple for us and has everything you need in one powerful package with a gentle cleanser, a toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Dime has over 2 million happy customers and their beauty reviews are literally all five stars. If you haven't checked out Dime, it's time. Love your skin again. Go to dimebeautyco.com now and unlock your discount. That's dimebeautyco.com. Say goodbye to diluted creams and serums that are often made up of 70% water and 15% preservatives, leaving minimal space for the ingredients your skin craves. The scientists behind fiber skincare have spent 15 years perfecting nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. And just one year ago, they patented a way of wrapping these nanofibers around oil or liquid-based ingredients. The result was a formula that delivers five times more active ingredients compared to creams or serums with no need for fillers like water preservatives or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is a plant-based anti-wrinkle set of patches that you use over seven days applying them just like your favorite serums. Your skin will feel tighter in 10 seconds and over seven days the program is clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by 
0.4%. In fact, they have a tighter skin guarantee where if your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they will give you your money back, no questions asked. Go to fiberskincare.com and use code unfiltered for 15% off. From a parent's perspective, I'll always remember this, is that there was always those parents that were like, um, I know the kids are going to drink. And if they're going to drink, I want it to be under my roof so I can I can keep my eye on them. And then there's the parents that would sometimes like drink with the kids or sometimes they would like smoke weed. As from For us being like the role models, what should we and should we not do to like be, you know, either cool with it or watch over our kids when they're trying things? Hey guys, it is Monday and welcome to the CatNet Unfiltered podcast. And this is a special podcast because Nat and I started The Common Parent way back when, because when we had teenagers, we felt way over our head and like no one was talking about it. Toddlers and the younger ones, everyone had all the conversations and there was books. So The Common Parent is a community that we created for members where they can go and listen to amazing experts. Now, because we love our community so much, we wanted to bring over some of the experts so you could hear little snippets of them. We bring you one a Monday. If you're in the membership, you know that you get full access to them and you have a whole bunch of library in there. So if you're new here, go check out thecommonparent.com. And if you're not, you're going to take a listen to some of the experts that join us. Um, Really, it is about taking tools for your toolbox, quick hits, because a lot of us don't have time for a lot of books. And all the experts are so amazing that learning something that's actionable that day is like, ah, the best. So uh, this Monday, we hope you enjoy our expert and just sit back. Uh, We know it can be overwhelming. We know it can feel like a lot, but with the experts and the community and us, we all can do this together. Take a listen um, to our next expert right after this break. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. 
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you've been following us, you know we are last minute planners when it comes to summer, except for this year. We even have one of our kids going to overnight camp for a month, a whole month. We're super excited for them, but we are getting anxious about not seeing them for that long. How will they cope? Will they make friends? Will they be homesick? We all have our own unique set of stressors varying in size and significance, yet when we hold on to them, they can gradually take a toll on our well-being. Fortunately, therapy provides a safe space where you can get things off your chest and find effective strategies to work through whatever is weighing you down. Therapy offers a place to discover strategies for stress reduction and balance in your life, helping you face life's challenges with new strength. Like when your tween goes to overnight camp for a month and you're trying to put on a brave face. If you are thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's completely online, designed for convenience, flexibility, and tailored to fit your schedule. Simply complete a short questionnaire to be matched with a licensed therapist, knowing you can switch therapists anytime at no extra cost. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Nat today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Nat. As moms, we are often juggling a million and one things. With our kids going in a million different directions and taking care of everyone else can mean that we often forget about ourselves. It's time to reclaim a little me time with some well-deserved self-care. And for us, that doesn't have to mean a lot. It can be picking a favorite product and taking a little extra time to do our daily routine. Dime Beauty offers clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean either. They are 100% transparent about every single ingredient, so you can use their products daily with confidence. You know we don't have the energy to remember the order of a 10-step routine, so we love that the work system keeps things simple for us and has everything you need in one powerful package with a gentle cleanser, a toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Dime has over 2 million happy customers and their beauty reviews are literally all five stars. If you haven't checked out Dime, it's time. Love your skin again. Go to dimebeautyco.com now and unlock your discount. That's dimebeautyco.com. We're going to do a little bio. Uh, Dr. Scott Hanlon, who is was is Canadian but living in America. Nat told me that you are one of the best hospitals in the world um, that you work for. Why don't you give us a little bio? Because you always do it better than I could ever do it. Sure. Yeah. So, so you're right. I'm I'm Canadian originally. I grew upside uh, outside of Vancouver, uh, Canada, and uh, but have been down in the U.S. for um, really to, came down here to study medicine, and I got all of my training down here. Uh, and I'm based in Boston. I'm a pediatrician, um, but kind of a different type of pediatrician. I think people sort of hear that word and think, you know, I take care of cute, cuddly babies and little kids. Um, I take care of a different population, and that is teens and young adults, um, and specifically teens and young adults who use substances. And so I have training in addiction medicine, which is a new subspecialty that allows us to um, sort of provide comprehensive care uh, to people who who use drugs or alcohol. Um, and so I uh, am this week starting on a new position at Mass General Hospital, 
um, one of the big hospitals here in Boston, where I'll be uh, the new head of adolescent medicine there. Um, and looking to continue the same type of care that uh, uh, that I do, but at a, at a new hospital. And I, I do a lot of research and education um, on these same topics as well. So I'm, I'm excited to be here today. Thank you for having me. Well, as moms with um, budding teenagers in the 12 and 13, and a lot of our um, community members have kind of that age of like eight to like six where it's this really tricky age I think like the number one question for all of us like they're all going to try probably something but addiction to trying something is a huge gap and how is mom like say no to drugs feels so 1980s like mm -hmm. what are what what what's our game plan as moms for for unrolling this information to, to kids to help them protect themselves without the hard abstinence rule, which feels so outdated as moms who are living in the big city, you know? Yeah, no, you're totally right. I mean, that is an outdated approach. And in fact, you know, there, there have been some studies that have looked at this and found that just say no to drugs and this is your brain on drugs and all the sorts of messaging that, that I got when I was growing up in the 80s and 90s has actually been ineffective and, and if anything may have actually caused some harm, may have actually taken some teens who might not have otherwise tried substances and made them think like, hey, now I really wanna try them. So you, you really have to be careful with this messaging. It can backfire um, and actually cause more harm than good. Having said that, um, there actually are good data to, to show that here in the US at least, um, and I haven't seen comparable data from Canada, um, uh, but they're probably out there and I could dig them up. Um, here in the US, it actually is more common than not for high school seniors to not be actively using substances. So, so you're right, you know, most youth will try a substance at some point, but most won't sort of actively use them. And so I actually think one thing that we can do as parents, and I have I have two young kids, they're not um, they're not teenagers yet, so um, uh, I'm in for it down the road, but um, one thing we can do as parents is we can tell them, hey, you know, it's actually normal to choose not to use drugs or substances regularly. Um, that, um, you know, most people your age are not actually actually actively using alcohol or drugs. And so um, that that's like a normal and okay thing to do. Now, young people will often feel like everybody around them is is using something because you know i think and, and we all we all grew up and sort of went to high school um you know that the people who are using stuff um you sort of hear about and so it can feel like lots of people are using substances but the data actually tell us that most people are not actively using substances so the first thing i would do is just normalize that it's okay to use nothing can wow, we? I'm, I'm surprised by that. I, I thought yeah. I, all the kids were. I think we should define using actively. So is that week a weekend party once a month, or do we define using actively differently? Um, because I know it was riddled at high school. Drinking was kind of riddled at high school parties growing up, and it was common. It was a common occurrence. Mm -hmm. So is alcohol included in? What using and how much is using is, or is that even, is it once using? Yeah, yeah, no, super good question. So um, the, the, the way the questions are structured here in the US, the, the facts on which I'm basing these data um, are uh, past 30 day use. 
So you're actively using if you've used in the last month. And I would say that's a pretty good definition of being active, right? If you haven't drank alcohol or drunk alcohol in the last month, then you're not really actively using. Um, you may have used in the past, but you're not actively using at that moment. Um, alcohol is included in those data that I just said. Um, uh, I think the, um, the, the thing that you want to keep in mind here, though, is that, um, so when we think about our own experience as young people and the fact that we knew lots of people who use substances, um, times have actually changed. And if you can believe it, the number of youth who use substances has declined. Um, it has not gone up. It's actually gone down overall. Um, and so the number of youth who are drinking alcohol is at an all-time low. Um, marijuana has been a little bit stagnant. Um, it sort of had a decline from the 90s when it was pretty common. That's when I, I grew up. Um, it sort of had a nice decline, um, but has sort of stagnated a little bit such that in recent years, it's stayed constant and... Um, there are still, you know, a fair number of youth who use marijuana, but it is actually lower than it's been in a really long time as well. It's just that it's not continuing to decline the way that alcohol and other substances are. I'm, are there, I'm so happy, I'm so happy yeah. with this research. Yeah. Are, are there strategies we're giving them to, like I, I was saying to Nat, I think so much of us is trying to educate our kids how to get out of situations they may be uncomfortable in, or, you know, drugs are like, there's drugs we don't even know about that are presented to them. So it's really hard for us to have these conversations with them about use, because what we know is around isn't necessarily what is being used uh, amongst them. So are, are, is there, are we educating them on what, like, what is our role as parents as, as helping them prevent an, an addiction? And is there a role we can, we can use or are some kids just more susceptible to becoming an addict or is there a multiple of factors that we have in order to help protect them against making these decisions or is it in their that's, blood? That's so, many, that's so many questions. I want, I want to hear I all just of these. Like genetic, like what are we doing here as parents to help prevent that full-blown addiction can we prevent it or is it is it hereditary or genetic or environment or yeah that that is a lot to unpack and and um, they're all the key questions that i think parents need and want to know so so the first thing is yes there is a there is a common predisposition um that families that have a history of substance problems of, of addiction um, are more likely to have kids um, who have problems. And it's not sort of like one substance to the next. So that, so for example, like um, it's not necessarily that a parent had a problem, say with opioids, and then their kid is more likely to have a problem with opioids. That is true, but it's actually sort of addiction as a whole and not substance specific. So um, when we, so for example, when I see patients in my clinic who struggle with opioid addiction and you ask them, did your parent have a problem with substances? You know, often the answer is yes, but it's actually not necessarily opioids. It's often, in fact, it's most commonly alcohol because alcohol is the, the substance that the most people struggle with in the U.S. And so there is this predisposition to, um, to addiction, but it's not, um, it's not deterministic. It's not sort of um, that uh, if you've got a family history, you're definitely going to have a problem. Um, you know, nature is only one part of this. Nurture is a, is a big other part of it. Um, one tiny thing that I'll, I'll do to sort of um, uh, just shift the language that we use, we actually, in our line of work, try to stay away from using the word addict altogether. And here's why. It feels really stigmatizing to families, right? Like, 
imagine if you're a parent and you say, um, you know, my kid uh, is an addict. That that feels really heavy. It's hard for a kid. It's hard for a family. And so we try to say like. Um, a young person struggling with addiction or a young person living with addiction or a young person with a substance use disorder. And it just sort of makes it something that um, is easier for families to talk about um, yes. and, and share with other people because this can be such an isolating condition. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So then you would ask the question, you know, what do we do to equip our, our teens? Like, how do we prevent this from happening in the first place, right? Most, most teens who use substances, by far and away, most teens who use substances will not go on to have a problem, okay? So, like, we can all relax to some extent. But, um, <laughs> it really is going to be the minority that has a problem. And if and when they do, there are things that we can do. Um, some of the risk factors. So how do you know if your, your kid is going to be one of those kids that goes on to have a problem? Um, I'd say the most common thing that we see is that they have um, comorbid mental health problems. So they may struggle with severe depression or anxiety, in some cases, really severe ADHD. They may have a history of childhood trauma. They may have experienced physical, emotional, or um, sexual abuse when they were younger. All of these things um, tend to be a, a setup to, again, put somebody at risk. It doesn't mean that they're going to have a problem, but it puts them at risk of having a problem. And so it's, it's, it's those kids, those kids that have mental health problems that we really need to keep a close eye on. Um, having said that, addiction can happen in young people who don't have these problems. And so all of us need to be prepared and equipped as parents. And, and so there, what I would say is that... Um, I, I think you had set the stage for this really nicely that we need to help them find the words to say no. And it's more than like just say no to drugs. It's actually like helping them to think through and navigate some of the situations that will come up. Um, and so, uh, you know, I, I think back to when, when I was growing up, I received good messaging from my parents that said, you know, we really don't want you to use substances. 
Um, and that messaging is still important for youth to hear because we should normalize that it's okay to choose not to use substances. And yet at the same time, we also need to prepare youth for, well, what if somebody offers them something, right? So it's like, I don't want you to use, but if the opportunity or moment comes up, here's how I want you to manage it. And um, what you want to do, what young people need to be prepared with in those moments is like, what is a realistic way for them to say no? And so a lot of um, youth will practice with their parents um, statements like, oh, you know, I I'm not going to try vaping because um, I have asthma and I'm really worried about what that might do. Um, Can you lie? Can you lie about that? Or you no? know what? It's it's okay to lie in this <laughs> case. I, 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 I don't... Um, I, in general, try not to be a dishonest person. <laughs> I try to be truthful in everything. But, you know, in a situation like this where the stakes are relatively high, I think it's okay to just say this stuff. And and for a lot of young people, just they, they need the words, they need the language to sort of get themselves out of it, you know? Uh, and drinking, like uh, like drinking, I think is, is and I, I don't know if it's a Canadian thing, but I feel like alcohol is... Maybe because it's younger, you know, the drinking age is younger. But I, in like you said, though, I love that you said that it's our perception more than it's actually using. But we know in the kind of the grade seven world, alcohol begins to come into the picture. Can they say I'm allergic? Like, what are the words they can say for any when they're younger and they're, it's presented? I know we say asthma for vaping, but like <laughs> alcohol, are we just saying I'm allergic. Like it's so hard. Yeah. There's a lot of different outs you can have here. Right. So here are some lines and this is why, like, I think young people need to sort of try some of these out. I think they need to strategize with their parents um, around how to talk about this stuff. And, and to be clear, by the way, a lot of good high quality preventive programming in schools will actually teach these sort of so-called refusal skills, the idea of um, like, how do you say no in a way that feels right to you so that you don't have to do it with your parents. You can actually get it outside of the home as well in a in maybe a, um, uh, an easier environment for some youth to sort of practice this stuff. But some things you might say like, oh, I, I'm worried I'm allergic to that substance or I am allergic to that substance. Um, I'm really worried about getting sick. Um, my parents will kill me if they find out that I did this. Um, my parents will know if I did this. My grandfather had a history of a problem with, you know, my grandfather had problems with alcohol and I'm really worried about what it will do to me. You know, these sorts of statements, I think give young people very realistic um, reasons to sort of like duck out of using. When, um, from a parent's perspective, I'll always remember this is that there was always those parents that were like, um, I know the kids are going to drink and if they're going to drink, I want it to be under my roof so I can, I can keep my eye on them. And then there's the parents that would sometimes like drink with the kids or sometimes they would like smoke weed as from, for us being like the role models, what should we, and should we not do to like be, you know, either cool with it or watch over our kids when they're trying things. This is such a good and key question. And I think that this taps into a massive misconception. Um, and that is that when parents sort of help their kids drink responsibly, that their kids are going to be better for it. Mm -hmm. um, so, and, and, and I'll tell you, like, you'll, I, I bet you'll nod your head when you hear this, but the thing that you always hear is, we'll just look at Europe right? Like yeah. they have, Europeans have a glass of red wine with dinner every night. And so their kids see responsible drinking behavior and they have, you know, those kids turn out 
better than here in North America, right? Yeah, totally. That's, that's actually totally inaccurate. If you look at data, there are far greater alcohol-related problems in Europe than there are in North America. Um, wow. That there are far more people dying of chronic uh, alcohol-related problems. Um, there are far greater sort of alcohol-related acute harms that people experience. And so the idea that somehow people are turning out better in Europe is actually not accurate. I, 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 I think we just have this like romantic idea of how alcohol is consumed in Europe, um, but it actually doesn't map onto the reality. And smoking, they all smoke and you're like, it's so glamorous. Right, exactly. And, and yet they have like really high rates of, uh, of, um, of smoking related health harms um, if you wow. look at the population. So, so first of all, I just wanna like sort of squash that. Um, but uh, the, there have been good studies done, including one really big study that came out of Australia. Um, and I tend to think of the Australians as, um, you know, kind of like us Canadians, basically. Um, and actually, this study showed that if you followed young people over time who, whose parents supplied them with alcohol, that those young people who got alcohol from their parents, they were actually more likely to go on to have problems with um, addiction and with alcohol-related harms. And so uh, the data really don't support this idea that if you give a, if you're a parent and you help your kid drink responsibly, they're somehow going to turn out better. Um, and so at the end of the day, I think the best messaging really remains: Look, we don't want you to drink. It's okay not to drink. Most people your age are not drinking. And yet, if you do drink, um, I want to make sure that you're doing it safely. And so you need to always contact me for a ride. We always need to make sure that you've got a safe way home. And so you sort of deliver multiple messages at once of like, hey, we don't want you to use. And yet you need to be safe when you do. How, how are, when, is there an age where, like, how are we identifying an addiction and how quickly does it, does it present itself? Um, I think there was a big myth that if you tried like crack once, or I'm not even what sure what the right, the terminology is, but one drug once you are did like instantly. And that was one you shouldn't try. Like, is there, or there's gateway drugs. Is there, is there, is there an age or something we're looking for when we see our kids using too much or. Yeah. The, the hallmark of addiction, and it can happen at any age, um, is really um, not just substance use and not even just frequent substance use, um, right? Like many of us have a glass of red wine with dinner. And there are many people that have like a glass of red wine with every dinner, right? So frequency itself isn't enough to have addiction. Addiction sort of medically defined is when you're using substances and you're having negative life consequences as a result. So what does this look like for a young person? It means that they are um, not just smoking pot. I mean, ideally they're not smoking pot, but they're not just smoking pot, but they're also having problems with in school as a result. Um, their friendships may, may be suffering as a result. They may be having problems with their family. They may not be showing up to their you know, work on the weekend. Um, there's sort of these ways in which other aspects of their life have sort of fallen apart as a result of their substance use. Um, and it can be other stuff too, like they're spending tons of money on marijuana. Um, uh, it can be that they've given up activities that they used to love. Maybe they used to, you know, love playing baseball, but they stopped playing and now all they do is sit around and smoke pot, right? That's when we call this addiction and that can really happen at any age. Having said that, um, probably the single most important thing that we need to think about um, is that the younger the age 
that a young person first uses substances, the more likely they are to have a problem in their lifetime. There's something about exposing the brain because addiction is a, is a brain disease. There are lots of structure and function, functional imaging studies that show the, the ways in which the brain changes in response to substances. Um, the younger a person is when they first use substances, the more likely they are to go on to have a lifetime problem. And so another key sort of concept here is that we as parents need to kind of do everything we can to delay that first substance use. I mean, I know that was a short snippet, like, you know, not long, but I do want to let you know the value of listening to experts where we curate the experience for you because topics can feel so overwhelming. And when you get a mom's perspective that we're all concerned about, you know, often experts deep dive into like one topic and we're like, but wait a minute, what can we do right now? And how can we fix this? And can you help us? And that's really what about the com- the common parents about is normalizing it and giving you guys quick information. And if you are not someone who can listen to audio all the time, but I think you are because you're listening to this, we email you, we give you quick um, roundups and always things that are cutting edge. And we just really appreciate all of you being here. I hope you learned something today and we hope you have a wonderful day or night wherever you may be. 